0: We are you, 30 years in the future. We are fighting a war. Our enemy is not human, and we are losing. In 11 months time, all human beings in the future will be wiped from the face of the earth, unless you help us. We need you. Our fathers, mothers and grandparents, we need you to fight beside us if we stand a chance at winning this war. This is a joke. You are our last hope.
2: I want to apologize now because I usually try and avoid picking films that are too similar unless there's really nothing else to choose from. But I discovered too late in the process that uh, the Tomorrow War had a few coincidences with Greenland, which is kind of embarrassing when you can choose from literally everything. Like Greenland, the Tomorrow War has a hangar full of confused people having orders barked at them by the military. It has a planetary extinction threat from space. And it has a gruff father figure who, after some frosty moments, helps the hero achieve his goal. Unlike Greenland, though, there's absolutely no attempt to ground the story in any kind of reality, except maybe gravity, and it's a much less discomforting and much more forgettable watch. Originally planned as a theatrical tentpole for Paramount pre COVID, as release dates started to slip around the world, the studio sold it to Amazon Prime for roughly the same amount as they paid to make it. At 200 million US dollars, It cost roughly five times Greenland, and it will take a lot of $5.99 monthly subscriptions to make that back. But while it does look like a $200 million film, a lot of that spent on Mr. Pratt, I would imagine, it doesn't sound like one. On my system at home, I found that the quiet scenes were very hard to hear, and the loud ones blew our eardrums out. Pratt plays an Iraq veteran Green Beret now teaching high school biology and feeling a little unfulfilled. All that changes when at a party, which is another coincidence with Greenland, the guests see a squad of military types appear out of nowhere in the middle of a World Cup football game. They're from the future, where monstrous aliens called White Spikes are rapidly taking over the world. With the human population down from almost 8 billion to 500,000, they need reinforcements, and they're not very fussy. They will conscript citizens of modern-day Earth, drop them into a war zone 30 years in the future, and if you survive seven days, you get to go home again, hopefully having taken out a couple of monsters on the way. Mr. Pratt, having some experience in combat, finds himself in something of a leadership position.
1: Okay, Dan, listen up. I got imagery up of your team, and I see that you're a soldier, so I'm gonna be real with you. White spikes have overrun the city and we can't stop them, so we're gonna to have to clean it. Clean it? A blanket bombardment has been ordered. Get me an ETA on that right now. Or me. They're going to eradicate every living thing until so there is nothing left. Wait, they're gonna do that to here? I got one problem, Dan, and I'm gonna need your help. Get me that map of the lab, now. My research team is stranded in a lab by your location, and they are surrounded by the enemy. So you and your unit are now on a rescue mission. And since you have experience running CSAR, I need you to get my team out of there. You got it, Dan?
2: Copy that command. Listen, everybody. We're on a CSAR, all right? It's combat, search, and rescue. Our destination is this research facility. I need every able-bodied person on this rooftop to find me. The Tomorrow War wants to be every kind of movie. It's a disaster movie like Greenland. It's a monster movie. It's a war film. It's science fiction. It's time travel. It's crammed full of familiar ideas. And the filmmakers' hope is that this combination will seem novel enough to keep you interested for two hours and twenty minutes. Which it doesn't quite. The best performance in the film is Yvonne Strovsky, who is probably best known as Serena Waterford in The Handmaid's Tale. Here she gets to play the action hero, as well as the leader of what's left of the free world in 2052. Stealing every scene, as he always does, is J.K. Simmons as the crusty old estranged father, who just happens to have a very special set of alien bashing skills. Chris Pratt, though, reveals some of his limitations – He doesn't get a chance to turn on the charm as he does so easily in Guardians of the Galaxy or Jurassic Park because he spent so much of the film shooting at monsters and it just doesn't seem as if he's brought all of himself to this film this time. The twists and turns are pretty well signalled in The Tomorrow War and it falls well short of the film I think it would kill to be. Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, the one where Tom Cruise gets respawned every time he's killed by aliens until he learns some important life lessons. That was high concept, but full of surprises and extremely well made. The Tomorrow War is only one of those things. Of course, there's going to be a sequel. Do
1: you want to see something really dangerous?
2: I feel like literally that's all I've been doing since I got
1: here, but okay. Okay. What is that? That's not what I saw in Miami. No, the ones that you fought in Miami were the males. This is a female. She's very aggressive and much more rare. They typically nest underground, and the males are fiercely protective. They would die to defend her. All they seem to care about is the survival of the species. Teacher! Carry on. All right, listen up, everybody. Greenwood, this is Dan Forrester. He's going to be joining us for the extraction. He's going to need full armor. The toxin kills the males just fine and makes quite a mess of them, actually. But when we sent a team in to clean out the nests, we found dozens of dead males
0: and her. So the female survived the toxin and now you want to find out why it didn't kill her?
1: In order to find out what can.
2: Tomorrow War is rated PG-13 and it's streaming on Amazon Prime now.